0: Welcome to Goalie Science, the podcast where we talk about goalies and science, presented by Brazilian Hockey, your premier hockey rehabilitation services. I'm Ben Cernick, and I'm here with Jamie Phillips. Hello, hello, Ben. How are you doing this fine evening? Um, I'm good. Uh, the people were on my case about sitting too close to the webcam, and so I'm trying <laughs> to... This- who, who's the people? <laughs> <laughs> the, the people on the internet, Jamie. Um, but the main culprit is, in fact, my fiancé. So I got bullied, so now I sit far away. I'm holding the microphone in my hands. So if you're watching this instead of listening to this, I probably look preposterous that way, too. But we're trying something new. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. Feel free to roast me. I've accepted my life for what it is. If you, if you are watching on YouTube, I'm also trying a new angle where my background is not blurred or not a virtual screen of me in a laboratory. Yeah, things are... For all you listeners, this is some high quality content right here is us describing our backgrounds and our current sitting situation. But without further ado, Jamie, enough about our camera angles and our distance from the screen. What are we talking about today? So we had, I got a question from a parent and it actually brought up a good point and my, my, I had my first initial thoughts, but then as I thought about it deeper, I think there's definitely value in both situation. And so the question was, is this was a parent of i think it was a u11 goalie and they said that he was he was upset with the head coaches on their team because the team was, was struggling and they would pull their their u11 goalies if they were giving up a lot of goals and so he was try you as he basically used it to vent and I, and i just said I, I said i'm not sure and i said i'd talk to you about it and see what your thoughts because right off the bat i want us to just say no that is dumb And I I think my answer is going to be no that is dumb but I do think that there is some value in being pulled while also there's a lot of value in having to stick with it because you just learn and you have adversity and I think adversity is important for, for everybody including young goalies but Ben I would like your thoughts on this well first things first on your adversity comment there's very much disbelief that like trauma breeds talent. So you want to go down that dark rabbit hole, the whole like traumatize your young goalies. Yeah, everything, but ev- everything is trauma though. Yeah. But there is some literature uh in like sports psych where you want to build mental resiliency, whatever that means, you do need to experience hardship. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing. We can go down into like psychological properties. We'll get some people on those people a lot in a couple of my world who, who do that kind of research so maybe we'll just we'll get them on when we get there but jamie to answer your question for today i'm with you on like first instinct first instinct i don't think you should ever really pull a goalie um well under let's say under if they're not in high school that's gonna be my like my cutoff point um and i only say that because truthfully like if you're from western canada then you're in grade nine it is your whl draft year, and unfortunately. That is important. Um, so grade nine, yeah, mm-hmm. soak that in. Bantam draft, yep. Fun fact, yeah. Carter Hart, ninth round pick. He was like five foot six in grade nine. He turned out okay. Um, <sighs> but yeah, grade nine. So that's where, like, that's why I think anything before that, I'm pretty hard pressed. Especially in minor hockey, where you pay a lot of money to play minor hockey, I'm pretty hard pressed to imagine a situation where, as a parent. You've driven a very far distance. Your kid lets in three goals on six shots in the first five minutes, and then they're pulled. Um, in the same vein, though, the other goalies' parents on the team also drove a far distance for their child to sit in the bench. So is the solution that every goalie should split half and half, Jamie? Is that where this is going again? <laughs> Are we breaking this up again? Uh, <laughs> no. I do. Well, I, I, I kind of, yeah, I think that is a good solution but let's stick to the plan it, yeah it's it's seeing the forest from the trees you know it's understanding that these are kids yep and these kids need to just get shots against and well, that's some situation. those shots are going to go in yep and if you don't play in an organization that has like scaled nets to the size of your goalies then Because players are getting better and they're watching all these like TikToks with dangles and their shots are good, they're going to give up a lot of goals. And just, it's, it's, you know what? And if you're a parent, I mean, to be honest, the goalie parents, I would assume, are the most of the ones that listen to this podcast. And, you know, they're probably nodding their heads. But it's the non goalie parents who need to like, like hear this and be like, just, If the goalie on your team gives up a lot of goals, just relax and stop yelling. (laughs) Yeah, but no, so this is important. So like, I think this is a really important thing to acknowledge is that if you play and you're involved in minor hockey long enough, you're most likely going to find yourself at one point being on a team that's a lot worse than the other team you're playing, right? Most often than not. Now, Now, for some of you out there, you're right. You will play for the Toronto Marlboros from the time you're nine until 16, and you'll never play on a bad team until maybe 16. So, congratulations to you. But for most of us out there, most of us who don't have that experience, you're going to have a time where you're playing a team that's just a lot better um, and you get scored in a whole bunch. And I think there's a lot of value in like learning how to lose a game nine nothing or something like that. Right. Like, I think there's. Yeah. I, I, I remember growing up, so I remember growing up, um, I played for just an awful minor hockey team growing up for the first little while. And we would always go down to an an early bird tournament like in September. And for whatever reason, and maybe if, you know, the Syracuse minor hockey uh, tournament organizers could reach out to me and, and let me know why every single year we were paired against the Syracuse Stars team every single year for like three years straight in that tournament. And we would lose like nine nothing every single time. Um, I do have a, a, I'm not bitter about it, but if you could reach out, um, but I think there's a lot of value in that, right? Like, I remember that team ended up having like five or six division one players from like a minor hockey team, which is pretty good. Right. Um, but I think there was a lot of value in like the coaches just letting me kind of grind that out. They're like, Hey, this is not going to be a very fun game. Um, but you're going to, you're going to get some experiences and you deserve to play through it. Right. And we've talked about this before, Jamie, but you can let in an eight or nine goals and still have a good game right like we last week we talked about the type of goals you let in if you let in you know three breakaways or three two on o's in the first six minutes do you deserve to be pulled if you're 11 years old or is that a team problem yeah that's it's a team problem but like like you're saying like i i mean i remember minor hockey i can just stick to remember the most goals i ever get minor hockey was eight and I was playing well Welland. Are you trying to brag? But I remember in in college, I think I gave up seven mm-hmm. against Notre uh, Notre Dame, and I was in for all seven, and I didn't get pulled, yeah. and that w- was horrible. It was horrible. It was a horrible <laughs> game. Actually, I didn't play bad, but seven goals it still does not make you feel good, and have to get on an airplane after that, you know, is is crappy. But then I look back at that, and I'm like. After that game, I don't think I ever gave up more than like four goals for the next two and a half years. That's pretty good, yeah. You know, and like, and so was that the catalyst? I I don't know, but I think there was value in me getting strung out. And two is like, you know, TAC obviously lost horribly in the NCAA tournament, eight nothing, and we did give our goalie the option to if he wanted to come out, and he wanted to grind through it, yeah. And that's, I, I like that. I like that prerogative, especially in college. Like, if you have a guy who's your starter and, um, like, he wants to kick through it, just let him keep grinding. Yeah, and I think, so I think it's funny, right? I think, I don't think anyone, well, <laughs> I'll just say, I don't think anyone ever wants to, to be pulled or leave a game. But I have for sure have been the backup goalie in, in games where the starter pulled himself, so... Uh, I guess maybe there are different there's exceptions to the rule, but I think if you like really and we're we're talking about young kids here, right um, if you've listened to this podcast before, you've heard myself and Jamie talk about that. we think goalies could maybe just be rotating uh and sharing each game longer into minor hockey like that could be a solution um or that could be something that is is better, but I think something again, like the situation that just irks me is like. You know, you're the goalie who hasn't played in two weeks because of a weird rotation thing, and then you get in your game, um, and then you like it's a bad start, and then you're just out of the game, and it's like, well, is the coach gonna put you into the next game, or they're like, well, no, it's the other goalie's turn in the rotation. And you know what I mean? It just starts getting messy, especially in minor hockey, where like the goal is development, and and we talk about how, well, I should say the goal is fun, and then also development. So let's pre- let's let's actually do that properly. It's fun and development. And mm-hmm. I don't think pulling a goalie is is ever fun. I don't think they ever feel happy or, or excited about that. The one exception, and I, I don't really know if I like this. Um, I haven't been on a minor hockey bench ever, so you know, grain of salt. This is it just my experience? Yeah, this is my experience as a goalie myself. Um, but when you're little, and you will like pull the goalie to chat with them for a little bit, like <laughs> just, maybe you just need a maybe you just need a granola bar or some fruit gushers and a little little a juice box on the bench um so maybe like maybe that's maybe there's some worthwhile there maybe they just need to be talked down right i think like sometimes especially if they make a mistake like a let's say two quick goals go in that aren't their fault and it's like okay not great and then a third one goes in that is kind of on them just because maybe they're a little frazzled about those two quick ones yeah maybe pull them off and talk to them right see where they're at like again they're tiny humans but they're still people they still and process how they're feeling even if it might take a little bit longer to so they can do it but that's the only thing i can really think about i'm the the more i talk about this the more even on this conversation i'm i'm further and further on that we probably shouldn't pull young goalies ever fence you no know, i you know what i think about it. you probably you probably you were the old like you get pulled put the other goalie in for a shift and then pull that goalie and let you go back um which actually happened to be in juniors uh, junior eight. <laughs> hold on <laughs> I hold on no tell this to Toronto tell the story no it definitely happened when I was playing in junior Canadians where I got pulled and then I sat there and he's like you're going back in I was like no <laughs> no. <laughs> no I think I did but I actually actually I don't know if I did there's a good there actually might be I actually might not have went in I don't I can't talk about your, yeah can we can we talk about this this is this is a complete tangent but nothing, there was a game earlier in the NHL this year where starter got pulled in the first, and then in the third period, they're just back in the net because the backup gave up five after. I can't remember what the game was, um, but that's a great situation. We should get more of that in professional hockey, the double pull. What are your thoughts on that? Are people not double pulling enough? Yeah. <laughs> I think, honestly, for like little kids, though, just take a timeout. Take a timeout and talk to the goalie and just be like, hey, it, it's okay. You're doing fine. The next shot's the one that matters. Let's they go in there. You don't have to pull. They come out, come in. Just take a timeout. Take timeout. So let me reframe this. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot, but let me reframe this. In U11, are we benching forwards? People do. Yeah, but that's right, right. Exactly. We have to... Uh, like, no, 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 but this is the same thing. No, this is the same thing. Like, no, no, no. You're overthinking it, right? so dumb. If you but, are, don't bench. Unless it's a discipline thing and ice mm-hmm. time. Yes. Is a, unless it's a discipline thing, which, you know, we're pro advocates for safe sport. Don't punish your kids inappropriately. Playing time is a reasonable one to use. Anyways, um, like it, you should not be benching um, um kids in any capacity. And I, I think pulling a goalie is in in theory benching in a lot of ways right yeah yeah i would, I would say they're very similar yeah i mean like this is ah, oh, this is where it always comes down to and this is where people are going to disagree and i think where we always get the biggest disagreement is like again i said it five minutes ago that minor hockey especially younger ages is for fun and for development right the goal should be that you get better your kids get better and you have fun along the way um Maybe make some lifetime memories, but I think we conflate that or, or think too hard about that with like, win it all costs for, you know, like U 11 single a tournaments where it's like, ah, uh, I don't know. I didn't win any tournaments really growing up. Um, and I don't have any regrets about not winning any of those. Do you feel like you missed out on life by not winning a lot of tournaments when you were 11, Jamie, were you a goalie when you were 11? I was not a goalie when I was eleven. I think the only i the first tournament I won as a goalie was a Tim Hortons tournament, and then we did win the Silver Stick minor injury year when I was not not a big deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I this too is like I was just going to say there's a difference. Like you, you know, U thirteen, house league to double A is a lot different than you in the U thirteen AAA. At that point, your kids are like really good. So like the margin between like skill isn't. There's gonna be like really good players, but even the ones that aren't that great still are probably be- they're better than everyone else. They're serviceable. So, like, like they're like your kids are doing hard. to bench them. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the other point I was gonna say is, Jamie, do you think maybe you won the silver stick because your team had 12 OHL Draft picks on it? Do you think that might have influenced winning tournaments in minor midget for you? Yeah, one more time. Sorry. <laughs> I said, I said, do you think that maybe you won all those tournaments in your U16 year um, because you had 12 OHL draft picks on your team? Do you think that maybe influenced all those wins? Uh, it, was, it was because I, it was all me. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I transitioning. Transitioning. I play transitioning. But it did help to have current NHL superstar Dougie Hamilton and his 11 other OHL draft picks. On the, but to be fair... We were playing against other teams that also had 11-plus OHL draft picks. Jamie, it's a good point. Um, but the point that you're also forgetting is who opened the door for Dougie Hamilton when you clinched your OHL Cup bid in U16. And that answer is me. I was there on that bench. People forget that all the time. I I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, not a big deal. I did clinch an OHL Cup as a call-up. Um, Jamie won 7-2 that game. Uh, he also pouted when he got scored on. So, you know, goalies out there know that former pro and current podcast host, Jamie Phillips also got sad when he lets in goals, but he didn't get pulled in that game. Thankfully, cause if I went in, we probably would have lost. Um, but to, to circle back on this, right. We shouldn't be benching kids in general and goalies are a part of the team too. As much as coaches sometimes forget that goalies are uh, an equal part of the team. Uh, and need to have practice focused around them too. No, no, that's, 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 that's asking a lot. Did I go too far? We're asking, we're asking way too much of hockey. Um, but yeah, so I think, and I don't know when there is, but yeah, I think there comes a time, um, and probably in minor hockey, it is probably 14 or 15 where, yeah, you know what, maybe if you really need to win the game, maybe if it's a a game that is important and your goalie lets in three quick early in the game yeah, maybe, you know, maybe you just change it up. Maybe it's even not the goalie's fault, but maybe your team just needs a spark. But that's again, like we talk about trying to keep minor hockey as even as possible for as long as possible. And so like, yeah, maybe again, let's say just for people not in high school, maybe don't, right, maybe reconsider why you think you wanna do that. And maybe your intentions are good, right? Maybe people's intentions about benching players is good or not playing players is good. But I think we have to like just take one step back and say that out loud, right? I am not yeah. playing a 12- year- old or a group of 12- year- olds because this Tuesday night game in a community center, <laughs> right? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I think like if you're a goalie, a young goalie listening, or if you're a parent of a young goalie, there is value in the struggle. and, and it sounds negative. But there is value in the struggle, and you learn a lot about yourself and your brain and how you handle these situations, and that will help you in other situations that are not as stressful or as taxing. Or if you give up two goals early, you have to learn how to, you know, manage your thoughts, and and to like just control your brain from a young age, and it's not as you know you. Who Knows what goes on in, in the mind of a 11 year old, it's probably just like cupcakes and emails, <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, it's it, it, it is important, and don't you know, you don't have to feel like you need to pull yourself because that's what they do in the NHL because yeah. you, you're not in the NHL. Actually, fun story I worked a hockey camp, and this was not a goalie camp, this was just like a hockey camp, and it was a three on three, three on three, full ice kind of like the game part. Yep. And one of my goalies, I was like, I was the quote unquote coach. I just stood there and opened the door and the goalie tried to pull himself in a rugby <laughs> hockey camp. And I told him, I said, what are you doing? He's like, I'm pulling myself. I said, this is a summer camp. Go back in the net. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's, that's an amazing story. Jimmy, I, that actually inspired me a little bit. I want to know, and I was thinking about this, what is the best worst game you've ever been a part of and what i mean by that is a situation a game where you were kind of you just chugged through it you team lost or, your team, or well i guess you could win but like you just got kind of peppered by goals a little bit and you still kind of you know you had to persevere through it and you're still fine with it right like you thought it was better you already gave the story about being at notre dame and getting peppered but i didn't know if you had anything else where you were like yeah i was kind of i could have been pulled in this one but i wasn't and i uh Jammed through a little bit, and, and it be better for it. Do you have one? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I guess I have one. On the opposite. Well, I'll get to you. But I did give up a goal from behind the other team's goal line Ooh. in Alabama, Huntsville, well, and that is not good. And that made that was like the second goal of the game. Well, we were that means we were down two one. And the next shot, the next two shots were breakaways, and, and I made those saves. Nice. And we ended up winning the game. And so, yes, was that goal all over ESPN and the NCAA and the internet? Yes. Yes, it was. Was it horribly embarrassing? Yes. But did we win the game? Did I manage to battle back and make those two breakaway saves that would have kept the game from being 4-1? Yeah, and that's important. But then on the other side, too, is like, I think when you were saying, I was trying to think of examples, but I remember once we were in Alaska and we won. And nothing, Ooh. I think I had 40 something shots. Wow. Like it was one of those games where it should have been like a 10, nine game, but Real I just lay so crazy, but no one cares because we scored 10. So they're probably like, oh, it's just a quiet night. No, I, I stood on my absolute head that game, but no one cares. <laughs> if anyone out there has that footage, just can be overlay Jamie complaining about this to those highlights. So the 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 alaska highlights yeah like i want i want against alabama well both we'll just overlay all of it we'll hire at the end of, i'm sure jamie the 20 14 or 15 w c h a highlights it's probably there probably um jamie i have an, an opposite story although i did also let in a goal from behind the team's goal line once too because i thought it was icing uh, and so I was just going to play with the puck behind the net, like a bored 20 year old does in junior hockey sometimes. And I basically kicked it in my own net more or less, but that's okay. Moving on. Um, my best kind of story around this one is I was playing the state championship game my last year of whatever that I was eligible to play in the state championship. So U 19, I guess it is technically in the States. I said, um, yeah, this is like, my this is, and for those who don't know, when you play fall, like when you play prep school in, in new England you play for like a full team. So you play for two different teams. So it's playing for the, the old greater boss and junior Bruins, really good organization. Um, I can only say many thanks to, to all the people involved there, but we we're playing the state cha- state finals winner, you know, winner goes to nationals. Um, and we're playing against a team that we had played like eight times that year. And I think we we're Oh, and eight against them. So, uh, odds were stacked against us and nice. underdog. <laughs> Every half loves a underdog story. And guess what? They scored four from the first. <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> Um, uh, I, you know, those like, and again, I think a lot of goalies our age and, and younger can think about this, but you know how there's just like games where you can remember the exact details of every single goal that went in? Like, you yeah. know, which is, uh, you know what now I'll be honest now the the clips are kind of fading, but when oh, I played I could remember yeah. every goal and I gave against my enti- basically my entire college and a pro career. Every single yeah, you know, game. I say the same thing. I still think most, I think I can remember most goals from like the last three or four years when I was playing. Um, But I have this very vivid memory of, it's again, it was like power play, slap shot, rebound goal. Power play, backdoor, backdoor goal. Like it was just, you know what I mean? Just like one of those games where you're fighting for your life and it's just like they're converting on everything. And then I remember there's like 10 seconds left in the first period. We're down three nothing. And I'm like, all right, like at least this period's over. We'll regroup in the intermission kind of thing. Guy Mm -hmm. takes a shot Absolutely crushes my defenseman in the knee, flies out to someone else <laughs> randomly, just backdoor one timer goal. So like, <laughs> like I'm just expecting this nice easy shot to end the period, explodes my defenseman's knee backdoor, and we're down four nothing. And the reason I tell this story, so we're down four nothing after the first, and the final score is four nothing in the game. Oh, I lied. Yeah, I think maybe it was four one or four two. We might have come back a little bit, but like I'm still to this day, like really thankful that that coach let me play out that game. You know what I mean? Like I let him four in the yeah. first, like a lot of coaches would call that pretty quick on a goalie, especially in a state championship, no matter like what the quality of the goals were. Um, Like they, all right, we need to change things up, but he, you know, the coaches were like, no, we're big believers in you, you know, earning, earning your time and deserving to play and making the most of the opportunities that you get playing hockey in this life. And I, think that has just still a profound impact on on how i view it whether it's mm-hmm. you know for young goalies or older goalies like there's so few opportunities when you look at the grand scheme of things to be able to play and be able to enjoy it and, and learn and get better that you don't let people play through it right yeah so like hey you know well you know what they should they should let me play through it that game in brampton when you yeah. and my family drove to watch me play through it <laughs> so for so this is maybe this is the best way to end this this episode talking about pulling goalies unnecessarily um jamie's been playing pro hockey for what four three four years at this point now? no i'll i'll give it this is my Let third go. year pro okay, third and year. i was yeah reluctantly my rights were moved from florida my east coast rights were moved from florida to Reading because carolina and charlotte just had 27 goalies on the roster and they just kept signing them. Didn't really say just kept signing them. And so I had to go from, I had to fly from Florida to Brampton to play two games just to fly back to Florida to pack my apartment and drive to Pennsylvania. So I flew to Brampton, you know, close to home. Everyone's coming. I didn't know which game I was going to get. So the funny thing is that the reason I started that first game was because the assistant coach, I played a game of rebound and I was like lights out and he's like, this guy's dialed. And so that's <laughs> why I started that first game. And so so I started the first game. Ben is there. Ben's parents are there. Ben's now fiance is there. Never better. Uh, my parents are there. My Bougie and my goalie coach is there. Uh, bunch, of yeah. bunch, of oh, yeah, bunch of guys we grew up skating with. Bunch of guys. Oh yeah, a bunch of guys we like, grew up with. And the whole night, like, everyone's coming to see me. There's like, probably 15 people there for you. Yeah, get three minutes. I think it lasts what three minutes? Nothing. It it was two goals. You lost no, two goals. It was just like it was just like shots that would hit our own defenseman and then bounced off of like right onto their stick. I remember I made a blocker save. Yep, Hit hit our own defenseman's, defenseman's <laughs> chest and it just like it was in the net. Like it, and then it just I just got pulled and then I had to sit there in shame and then see everybody after the game. Like, hey, thanks for coming do you want me to reimburse your ticket price like i'll give you gas money (laughs) the part that even in that story and so like the thing i remember most about that game is you you were in the game for you know four or five shots like i think it was just two goals like it was just a ridiculous thing to pull someone off of two goals um but i think you made more saves in that five minutes you played uh than passes were made tape to tape in that game i remember watching that and being like okay this is this is not the game anyone wants to be a part of the cheese Tales hockey league man yeah i don't and think it, that's the, the fact is we did come back and win that game so it wasn't even a loss on my part but i know the way it was just like a and it was a it was, it was a four minute performance it was a goals against average of about you know 40 um but yeah like i would have loved to see you play that game out actually instead of you know being pulled. And again, maybe your team doesn't want, but I, again, we talked about this, the situation being at, at that level. I don't think that coach is like, that's your fault. I think the coach is like, all right, we're doing no the first three minutes of this game. Like, yes. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, so, that is true too. We didn't even talk about that part where people will, coaches will be like, we're trying to shake up the team. And again, <laughs> there is, there is value in that too, but not sometimes the children. No. Yes. Okay, and that's why I didn't bring it up. We don't need to talk about it. Yes. That is a, an absolute spark plug. Uh, can be for your junior team, for your college team, for your pro team for your eleven year olds, you don't need the don't need the goalie switch catalyst to send a message to the team. they are ten um, yeah. <laughs> I like you take the time out. like if we can really summarize this down and we're gonna wrap this up here. um if I can really summarize what I think is productive from this conversation aside from a couple really good stories about uh, what it's like being Jamie Phillips playing hockey, is that just for for younger kids yeah there's value letting them play if you think you need to shake something up and you think the goalie's not in it or you think the team's not in it and it's reflecting onto the goalie take a time out right mm-hmm. like take the time out especially in games like again like games are what like 10 minute first second and then a 50 minute third like it's a 40 minute game right like yeah. there's so little time to play in a game anyway that like at least let them play it out Right. So to answer the original question, should we be pulling goalies, you know, especially younger goalies in this situation, like under U thirteen? I think Jamie, I think we both fall in the no camp. Yeah, I'm gonna go in the no camp as well. Um should take a timeout. Take a timeout. Tell your kid's gonna be okay. Yep. And if he <laughs> is us, I know someone's probably punching their steering wheel, really, like, This is too soft. <laughs> but it's I, I don't I don't care it's i don't care if it's too soft it's they're kids man and they're just trying to get better at hockey they are just trying to get better at hockey yeah. that's it yeah i want to like i want and maybe jimmy maybe we'll have to say this for another time but maybe it's because of you know you played professional hockey um i took a couple couple tries at, <laughs> in university um so maybe maybe it's just like looking in hindsight and realizing how much that minor hockey stuff doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And maybe that's just the influence that we come from. Like we look back and want to think fondly of minor hockey um, mm. and think about all the positive stuff we can bring because too many people are out of hockey faster than you ever think, right? Think about all the guys you played with who quit after 15 or whatever, um, right? But yeah, there it does. Yeah, I didn't, I always forget about how many people stop playing like kind of after that, like midget, minor midget year. Yeah, tons. I lost I lost half the guys I played minor major U sixteen with. Half the guys I played with that season quit hockey after it. Um and I think about that a lot, honestly. Yeah, that's crazy. That shouldn't it shouldn't be like that. Right. And so I think part of the reason is is that we take it too serious too early. Um, right? And I think if you're worried about being soft and worried about that you are not gonna develop the best players anymore, they're still they're gonna be fine. The best ones are totally fine. <laughs> They are going yeah. to be the best still, um, if you're nicer to them yeah. or give them more chances, they, right. Like those are the ones we don't, Yeah, the we best. don't need to worry Who's about them. Be the yeah. Yeah. They're fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, we can just maybe push forward a few kids that ne- needed some more positive reinforcement yeah. on the way. Yeah. Give kids a chance, let them grind through stuff. And like you said, um, you know what, honestly, maybe I'm the goal I, I was because I let in 10 goals and didn't get pulled a few times, a few times in my life, so. That's true. That's you never know? All right, let's call it there. Um, everyone, thank you so much for listening. As always, if you're listening on a podcasting app, you can give us a rating. Um, tell your friends, pass us on to organizations so coaches at U11, a single A, don't pull their goalies next season. Jamie, any final closing thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> just I, love- I just have to laugh at that. Just thanks for thanks thanks for listening. Uh, Yeah, keep liking and sharing. Ben and I were talking about the possibility of maybe getting a sponsorship one day so that Ben can get an apparatus to hold his microphone so he doesn't have to hold it in my hand. But so you can only do that if you like and give us five stars or just say some nice things. So yeah, you know. In conclusion, let your goalies play. Let your kids play. Be good coaches. Be good parents. Be good fans. Support everyone. We'll all get through it together. Agreed. Until next time.